You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. We've been waiting all year for this time when the snow is glistening on the trees outside. <laughs> Welcome back to that Park Life podcast. I'm your co-host Beth, hanging out here with my boy Greg. So you're singing. Greg, it is Christmas Greg. time officially, right? This it's undeniable. Merry I got a got a Christmas Happy shirt on. Holidays. Yeah, and it's um, cold here, at least for this week. The past couple weeks has been really cold. Um, we, I was really excited because we got a new jacket for Winnie, and oh. she looks adorable in it. It's like a black, white checkered with some fur on it. I'll have to send you a photo. Um, she gets real excited about it. I think she originally thought it was a toy, and we were like, no, it's a jacket. Um, but yeah, it's cold. I'm literally sitting here in a fleece with a blanket over me because we are those people that are not going to turn our heat way <laughs> up. So we keep our heat on like 67, okay. I think. 68. So... You know, what do you guys keep? Well, I guess it doesn't really get super cold. Our air is still on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. We finally switched over to the heat, so I'm hoping it stays that way. I get really mad if it gets really cold and then it goes back to heat. I'm like, oh, hell no, we ain't doing this. So um, we'll we'll see. Anyways, welcome back, guys. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We are ready for the Christmas season, but Greg did a lot of fun stuff. So we're going to chat today about that and... um, what do you have to say about your Thanksgiving? Oh, I had a great Thanksgiving. If you want to know what it's like having a what I call a very old Key West Thanksgiving, we talked about it in our Pat Chat. So um, we were staying in a two-bedroom villa. That's that's what I'll tell you if you'd like to hear what it's like. If you're curious about whether you can have a family mm-hmm. of – we had 11 um, in our uh, living room, dining room, a part of that room. Uh, you'll have to listen. I'll listen over there. For the, for, the ways, for the ways that we got creative to make it work is the, maybe the nicest yeah. way I could put it. You do what you got to do, yeah, you know? Yeah, we did what we had to I do. I guess next year, maybe you'll remember to bring certain things that you need. I mean, we thought we knew we were going to have a chair situation. I feel like we've, we remedied, I'm remedied talking, but... I'm talking more about the hot food stuff. Oh. Yeah. That's an if you we know, you know, your, everybody. Yeah, um, But to your since then, I've been to a bunch of parks. I mean, there are four of them here. And I haven't been to all four of them, but I've been spending most of my days in the parks, and I would love to share some um, some of the things that have been going on. If you've been following along on Instagram, you know, I was posting um, on our story throughout the day. And there are some things that I mentioned there and some things I didn't mention. Um, and even some things that I was like, hey, I can't wait to talk about this. And this, of course, was the sci-fi dined in that Hollywood Studios. But um, I'd like to talk to you about my time in Hollywood Studios. We had a, a couple things there. Um, uh, we spent some time in Epcot. And I got to do, I got, there's some new stuff in there. And, um, oh, actually, can we start at Disney Springs? Because in our last yeah. episode, we talked about um, asking Chat GPT what mm-hmm. the question was, which Walt Disney World restaurant offers the most food for the price? And it gave us a top five. And number four on that list was Earl of Sandwich. And I went, a bunch yeah. of you recommended that, that I go back. I had mentioned I hadn't been in a long, long, long time. Shout out to Jeremy for being the first one. Um, who was like, you gotta you go. Didn't, you didn't get the sandwich I wanted you to get. I'm a little upset. I'm about sorry, that. Beth, okay. that I don't live my life for you. I just think you. you need to go back and get it. You know, I'm asking you to go try it. 
You should have gotten both and then had somebody else do a tasting with you. I guess so. Next time, I'll before I order, I'll look down at my WWBD bracelet, and that's a, what would Beth do. <laughs> <laughs> and next time, I'll order, the, I'll order the thing you want. Uh, I mean, they did have the holiday things. If you saw, they had a turkey sandwich and a ham sandwich, which is more than just those two items, but they're Thanksgiving-themed. I didn't want to go all out yeah. because I knew I was having Thanksgiving the next day. So instead, I got the Chipotle chicken sandwich, which was grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Bacon, avocado, cheddar cheese, lettuce, and chipotle sauce. And uh, it was delicious. It so still the, sounds really good. The thing about it, the, the description that ChatGPT, and uh, aka AI, gave us um, on our last episode was that it was um, a lot of food for the price. And, and it, it, was, it was inexpensive, right? I mean, the sandwich I got, I'm going to say, when I say inexpensive, I mean Disney inexpensive, right? Yeah. So the sandwich I got was $8.99 and it was a full, like a full size sandwich, a two, you know, two big halves of sandwich, plenty of, plenty of stuff on it. It wasn't like it was barely any meat. Um, it was a good mm-hmm. amount of meat. It was very filling. It was super delicious. And um, I absolutely would recommend it. I mean, it was a little busy. But the line, the line moves pretty quickly. It's a bit like a Starbucks, yeah. right? The line gets long, but then the other side of the wait is you waiting for your order to be ready. But they do give you pagers yeah. that work anywhere in the area, which is nice. Was it just the sandwich or did it come with anything? That is just a sandwich price. You can okay. get like a meal version of it or like a drink and, and chips combo. The chips that they have there are the Miss Vicky's brand chips. They also have oh, some yeah. baked goods that are not from them, but they have like uh, some type of deal, I'm guessing, with a third-party bakery. And it was like this rainbow-looking cake, which looked delicious. Their cookies looked good, too. I just didn't get any of that. I wanted just the sandwich. Um, we wound up sitting at like the, the bar-style seating, so we all got to stare at a wall um, while we were eating. But there is a little bit of theming in there, everyone. So it gives you a little history of the Earl of Sandwich. And um, you'll see his picture on the wall and uh, some other things. So there's some stuff to look at in there, which is nice. So overall, would would recommend everyone who said to try it out. You were all correct. I feel like I need to let you all know. You were right, so thank you. And um, I would say go go there. It was a good it was a good meal. Sweet. Yeah, I was thinking I was like, well, eight ninety nine is not that bad, even like here. But I guess if that's just for the sandwich, like eight ninety nine eight ninety nine would be good if it had like a side or a drink mm-hmm. or if it was like a deal. But still, for Disney, that's so. that's still inexpensive. Right? That's usually the price of yeah. like breakfast. Um, it was good. I will say that also on the list of the top five was Ohana, and I did go to Ohana, but not because AI told me to. We just happened to already have no. a reservation. We already so. knew that. And we already that, knew, exactly. Yeah, you already knew. It's mainly like, okay, so how many times did that make <laughs> at Ohana this year? I, I think it was five. Five, um, and you may go back another time? I will. And you know what, Beth? I'm going <laughs> back in December, <laughs> and the reason why I'm going back is that Disney's paying for it. And when they yeah. offer free meals and I get to choose where I have that meal, you better believe it's happening at Ohana. Okay. Um, so yeah. um, can we jump into some parks? So I would love to talk Please. to you all about Hollywood Studios and okay. Epcot. And then while we're talking about Epcot, I'm going to I'm gonna branch off into a quick little mini deep dive. Maybe okay. a deeper dive because I learned some things about an attraction that I went on that I've been meaning to talk about and haven't gotten to talk about. Okay. But okay. we'll start with Hollywood Studios. We did, um, I think one of the first things we did when we went into Hollywood Studios was Muppet Vision 3D. I'm well aware that it's been around for some time. Um, but yeah. we just wanted to do it, and we laugh like we are that we're the people who like laugh at every joke. Still, right? It's been two decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you know they have new seats? It's a big deal. I saw that. Yes, it is. I was like, how long did they close it for that? Oh, that was probably overnight. I don't think it was actually closed. Okay, because I was like, I don't remember hearing about them having a shutdown, and I'm like, that's a pretty big overhaul mm. of like. But I guess it's mainly just like 
unbolting and bolting seats in. But tell us about the seats. Were they comfortable? Yeah, they're they're definitely much more comfortable. I mean, you've seen how the seats were before, right? They were oh, that yeah, cloth. The seats were. They Oof. were. They've seen some things, unfortunately. Um, they're not cloth anymore. I I don't know fabrics. Okay, everyone, believe it or not, I'm not a fabric expert. It's probably but like a it a felt like waterproof. A fi- yeah, it was definitely like what I'm calling pleather, but it definitely was water resistant and yeah. um like uh it looked shiny, right? Anyway, okay. um it's you definitely not going to absorb it. anything whether it be a spill drink or your own butt sweat. Right. Um I think right. you're okay. Um and Which hopefully why they did that. That has to be right. And it looks new. Yeah. The nicest thing is that they look nice if nothing else, right? Um I didn't I mean, feel I'm like... like is the carpet the same because it seems like if you upgrade those seats like you need to I'm sure they probably clean the carpet too. I did not notice the carpet to be honest. Um, okay. hoping these things last a while because they really were nice like I, it actually was really comfortable to sit in and I did not yeah. feel like I was sitting upon the farts of audience past which was great. <laughs> these are a little <laughs> bit more resistant I think. Yeah. Some of them are so discolored. Basically if you fart, listen people out there in the world don't be farting in those seats anymore because it ain't going anywhere but up your nose and everyone else's <laughs> nose around you it's not going to be you know like you can get away with cloth like foamy cushions you yeah. know because it can kind of trap your fart not anymore also, no muppet 3d's like we're not trapping farts anymore anyone <laughs> yeah they're calling you out because it's the type of fa- fabric yeah. that might actually make a sound it's not going to absorb yeah. sound everyone yeah it's like farting on wood you're gonna be listening to the muppets and you're gonna hear a squeaker in there yeah okay um also i can't believe i never noticed this before in the scene with dr bunsen honeydew and beaker so that's like where they're Mm -hmm. making their 3d technology it while they're like chatting and stuff there's the big 3d machine that's in the back like cranking the whole time right it's the thing that uh, uh beaker is like pulling the start for right but in the back of that machine or like kind of towards the back, there's this conveyor belt of items and it's dumping this item into the machine, I guess, as part of the 3D creation process. I did not in all of the years and like truly years and years and years of going to this attraction. Did I not notice that the item that's being dumped into the machine are the purple 3D glasses that we're all wearing like oh. exactly the same. So obviously they've kept them to look the same as they are in the video. Yeah. Had no idea. <laughs> Truly no idea. And I was like, oh, that. like, I'm, no one cares, by the way, about this, yeah. about, but me, right? I'm like smacking my sister. Did you see? And she's like, no, no, I don't no, care. No, that's a good Easter egg to look yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah. And then Nicole noticed, and I can't believe I didn't notice this, but um, you know that Sweetums, like the big hairy Muppet comes mm-hmm. out, right? When they're looking for Bean, Bean winds up, spoiler, yes. Bean is in the, in the up on the balcony, right? And um, that's usually, the, from what I remember, the only time that you see Sweetums come out with his flashlight, right? And he's walking around. But then at the end of the show, after everything gets like blown up and there's a hole blown, like a quote, hole, hole blow, blown through the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And there's holes in the sides of the theater and stuff. Sweetum comes out again and like says, oh, like what an ending or what a show or something, right? Or look at all this damage. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. the video that you see, like when Kermit's on the um, fire uh, truck where like the ladder's coming towards you, in yeah. the background, you'll see like Pluto, you see kids holding the old school Mickey balloons, but Sweetums is in the video too. Which means we have a double Sweetums exposure, everybody. And that is a no-no at the Disney World. What are they doing? How do they not realize this? I don't know. Maybe they're just hoping you didn't see it. Oh, I didn't see it. Nicole I, saw it. But like, yeah. yikes. She's like, oh, he's in the back of that video. Oh. And he's right in front of me. What's going on? Character integrity, mm, people. Tisk tisk. My goodness. Hopefully Disney, since they listen to our podcast, will talk about this in their next meeting. And I don't remember Sweetums ever coming out at the end of the show. That that felt Me neither. New. I was like, does he come back out at the end? He did. I feel this like time. maybe maybe once or twice I've seen that, but hmm. 
I don't know. So I guess that's the whole, how was your, like, where did you guys sit? Cause I'm like, is it still one of those? Like if you're sitting on the side, it's terrible. No, I mean, you know we I were mean? in the middle of our row, but we were like, okay. I think the fourth row from the front. Okay. Um, so I remember like having to sit on, I can't sit on the sides in that attraction hmm. because of like, it's just like a weird, a weird angle thing. for you. Yeah, we um for some we walked in right like they were closing the doors like as we were walking into the thing. They're like last call, okay. so and you still got in. in the middle. Yeah, because we were, took a, a front row, not a front row. Did but you already front. know before you walked in there that there were new chairs, or were you like no, new chairs? I think I read about it on that one site that okay. um, delivers Walt Disney World yeah. news, and they deliver that news today. <laughs> um, but I couldn't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Um, good stuff. But yeah, it was nice. Okay. I'm also like secretly wondering if they made the chairs a little bit wider because you no, know, it's the same. Fatter is it? It's just the seat change, but the armrests don't change, now. right? Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. So they only change like, just the, the cushion actual cushions. part you're sitting on. Yeah, I kept seat. thinking they like literally brought in new seats. I don't think that they did. I got the impression it was just the part you sit on. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. the structure well, is totally the same, different. but like the padding, it was reupholstered. I guess that makes a lot more sense. Okay, good deal. Um, after right, Muppets, not immediately, but later on in the day, came time for a meal, and we decided to visit the Sci-Fi Dine-In, um, which we had not been to since the year 2017, so coming up on six years. Um, yeah. Incidentally, that day that we ate there in 2017, one, we used to vlog. I never ever talked about this, but there was a time in my life yeah. where Nicole and I would put our trips on YouTube. It was not successful, so here we are. But... Um, we uh we did four parks in one day that day so that's our big memory of going to sci-fi dine-in was that we mm -hmm. that was part of our experience of hollywood studios like we ate that meal like that counted as our experience for hollywood studios as we bounced around um the four parks of disney world so first time in six years if you are unfamiliar with the restaurant it is themed to be a drive-in movie theater kids there used to be this time where you would hop in a car and drive to like this yeah, field. Right. There'd be a, a screen and you could watch the movie all together, but you stay in your car, you put a speaker next to your window. Fine. So that's what this is. It's outdoor theming inside, which is one of Nicole's favorite things. Um, and it is set up to, uh, to look like that. There's a bunch of things to look at around. Um, I did take a bunch of videos, so I'll, I'll be posting a reel about it after this episode releases if you haven't been and pointing out hopefully some things maybe you didn't notice if you have been in there in the past. And there are a bunch of cars on a, in a field let's say so it's dark it's meant to be dark in there there's a big projector screen in the front um and and the cars are different sizes for for different parties there are some i think there are some that seat four there are definitely some that seat six and there are some that fit more and those are more like a table that happen to have a car like around it so to speak mm. like if you've been to the boathouse and there's like a table in the middle of a boat like that's kind of more what it's like but what we learned on this particular trip at the Sci-Fi Dining at Disney's Hollywood Studios is if you have a party of four, they'll put you in a car for six, which are th three rows of two. So like the two people are like the driver in the front oh. row passenger. So there's a little windshield. There's a very like a, a 12 inch long food tray basically that okay. you're sitting at. Think of like an airplane, except it's just longer, right? Like, yeah. it, it. okay, so not a lot of real estate, but we knew that going in. I had been there before, right? Um, so my mom and my sister were in front of me. And then it was me and Nicole. And then they sat two people we don't know behind us, which are like, I almost could feel their breath on my neck. Like they're, they are Here. quite close to us. And it's basically cold season. So they were, luckily the two people behind us yeah. were not sneezing and coughing, but it did feel like almost everyone else in the restaurant was. So oh, we were God, grateful that we worst. weren't getting coughed upon on this. And the reason I mention this is if you are going with a party of two or, or anything less mm -hmm. than six, just know that you might get sat pretty darn close 
to some yeah. people that you but don't wait, know. So they were they were also facing forward. Yeah. Like so, like they're staring they at the back of our heads the whole to talk time. To you. I didn't turn around no, to talk I'm, to them. So like yeah, in order I'm for saying, like, my your mom, mom and, yes, they yeah, have to turn okay. around. So it is not a dining location if you're looking to have deep conversation. Um, yeah. Obviously, the whole time there are movies playing, which I have to talk about. But the okay. whole time, um, if you want to talk, you have to turn around. It's very dark mm-hmm. in there, um, which I actually kind of like. I, I like the. I think I yeah. like dark, darkly lit restaurants. I think it's cool. Um, but we, I'm looking around, and there are some other cars that are really close to each other. So even if like y- it's your whole family f- fitting in, like this, I, mm-hmm. the way that they have it set up, and I get they're maximizing. I totally understand it's a business. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, but don't put me with people I but don't so know. So is everything facing the screen? Yes. Like no one, like if you, no one's facing each other. No. So we did see one table that I think I was a table of eight and there were like an actual table that just, they stuck okay. like a bumper and a, and a hood in front of it. Right? Yeah. So they're facing each other, not the screen. So if they wanted to watch the screen, they had to turn. There were only, okay. a, I'm sure that wasn't the only table that just happened to be the only one I was like staring at because they were between us and the screen. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, you know, the food comes out, everything's good. But when our server comes over, they sat the four of us at the same time they sat the two. So we'd be starting our meal at the same time. So yeah. we had the same server, obviously, as the couple behind me. And um, they, like, tried to get us all to talk. So they referred to my mom and my sister as the driver and the first passenger. And then okay. we were, like, the second and third passenger. And they referred to the people behind me as hitchhikers. So, which is kind of funny. But I think they were trying to break the ice for us. But I would rather yeah. keep that ice solid. No need to break that ice. <laughs> I'm actually ignoring the ice. So please don't draw attention to it. Yeah, see, I'm one of those people that would have turned around and we would have all been best friends by the mm-hmm. end of the meal. <laughs> and now I'm listening to other people's conversations because the party next to yeah. us, same thing. There was a, it was a party of three, but they sat two people next to them. They all happened to be from the same state. So their server made the joke that they can all drive home together and save on gas, which is like kind of funny. Like, I get it. Yeah. But don't yeah. sit with people I don't know. Okay. You're so New York. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I have to talk about. You've been with your family and the New York, the Southern is out of you and the New York is in you when you've been hanging out with them. I don't like it. I would rather. you like, who the hell is this guy? Huh? Yeah. Who is this? I'm not even looking at him. I'm like, don't look at me. Stop looking at me. Okay. So um, I have to talk about the movies and the clips of the things they play. So everything yeah. they play in there is old. They don't play like new yeah. stuff. It's like old black and white, right? Yes. And I don't even know. And can I'm... you hear it? Yeah, this, it's very low okay. speaker next to you, so it's not overwhelming, but you absolutely can hear. Um, and okay. it's like really old school, like obviously quite corny and cheesy, like sci-fi flicks, right? It is the sci-fi dine-in. Fine. I get I get the mood that they're going for. But just the the clips that they, that they played, um, I feel like we were subjected to quite a few <laughs> things, a, a real range. <laughs> Some of the pictures you posted, I was like, what the? are they playing you tell me there? because i we don't know we were I there thought it so. was things like you know the creature from the black lagoon or like they did where... that there was okay. a little bit of that um there was a lot more than that though so there's yeah there's this one clip that is so like in in between like trailers or previews for these old school sci-fi movies they also have like fake commercials or like products probably like they did in the day where you didn't really know it was a commercial until you realize oh there's a brand on screen so mm-hmm. they did one clip about uh, pr- uh, that was promoting a self-driving car. And to illustrate this, to showcase this technology, they had like a, a, a smaller scale car. Think the size of like a Power Wheels, right? So like it was yeah. like that on the ground. And then the thing they decided to have driving it was a ventriloquist dummy. I don't know if you're a fan of Goosebumps, but I just was picturing yeah. like Night of the Living Dummy. Dummy, it's that. Not only was yeah. this dummy reading the newspaper like over his steering wheel, he was also smoking an actual real life cigarette. Like it was lit and it was smoking. So, um, 
And the whole theory here... But was it here, like a life-size cigarette or it a was, small It was a regular-sized cigarette. cigarette that um, was a little bit larger for the dummy, but fine. Okay. Nonetheless, he was, he was lighting up and was uh, deep inhaling. And um, the whole point here was to uh, celebrate the idea that you can relax while the car drives you. Mm -hmm. So like they showed this dummy going on this track and it has electronic pulses. So when it nears another vehicle, it veers to the opposite direction and blah, 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 blah. They are like making these now. Yes. These are like real things that are being made in like Asia. Hopefully it's much better than this because it didn't account for anyone else on the road except for this car. These are like little pods. It's like a pod thing that I've seen where there's Mm. like... You sit in this like dome looking pod thing. And then what it does is it like finds um, basically you would go and hook up with another pod. And so then if you were like exiting, then it would like disconnect from the pod and go. But like everything's on the road. It would be like you're driving down, you know, whatever highway and you would like find other pods. Either you're by yourself or you find other pods and you hook up with them and then you're all going like the same like you're at a train. See, that sounds economical and efficient. Yeah. For sure. That and then it'd be cool. like, oh, your exit's coming up. And then it basically like would disconnect from the pod and then it would like take you where you're supposed to go. Hmm. Um, well, be really cool. They didn't have a ventriloquist dummy smoking yeah. a cigarette in that one, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's from They're all from like the 50s or whatever, yeah. right? I mean. Yeah, these things yeah. are old. So after that, there was a PSA about PDA. So on the screen <laughs> in big text, it said the following. We must insist that you do not allow his bite to affect your conduct while in this theater. And then, okay. public demonstration of affections will not be tolerated here. Nuff said, thanks. And it was signed, the manager. We're like, what? Wow. What's going on here, everybody? You're like, okay. What? And if you're a kid, like, if you're a kid who can read and you're reading that, like, I would love to know, parents out there, have your kids asked you, if you've been here, have they asked you about this? Like, mommy, daddy, what's a public display of affection? What are they talking about when it says you do not allow his bite to affect your conduct? It was just so strange. Oh gosh. Um, it was really a nonstop flurry of bad special effects, creepy looking monsters. Almost everything is bizarre, right? Like it was just about everything that was so off the wall weird that I'm I'm alone LOLing, right? Nicole is like, what are we watching? My mom and my sister are like, is this a real life thing? And I'm just LOLing because it's so over the top ridiculous. Um, we, okay. I, we also noticed... A lot of the villains were female. Obviously, someone had a chip on their shoulder about females because oh, the females yeah. were either yeah. victims or villains. They were rarely these the hero. Posters in these too. Okay, I found a list of all the movies that are played in there. Do okay, you want to read them off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So here's a list of films, and then they show like this thing shows their posters too, which are like what? It is a lot of females. All right, 1953, uh, Robot Monster, and then there's Catwoman of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> 1954, Devil Girl from Mars. 1956, It Conquered the World, which whatever that, it looks like an alien. Uh, 1956, Invasion of the Saucer Men, <laughs> which is more alien stuff. 1957, The Amazing Colossal Man, oh. which is just like a big guy in a diaper, it looks like. Oh. Uh, 1958, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Mm. 1959, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Not Planet 9, Plan 9. This one says possibly the best of the worst on the list. <laughs> um, uh, 1959, The Giant Gila Monster. Yep. And 1964, The Horror of Party Beach. H- horror. 19- yeah. When you said it, the it sounded The horror. Like- yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. 
Horror is just how I horror. say it. Horror. There was another R at the Horror. The horror of, sorry, everyone, of Party Beach. It, it could be. It sounds like yes. Whoops. the way that it's said at Party Beach. You're like, wait, what? Um, I mean, and of course, it's like a lot of these are just like women in like hardly any clothes. And then 1965, Frankenstein meets the space monster. That's funny. Yeah. It's all a, of these are like, what? It's a lot. And like, they look funny. So we were sitting there thinking like, okay, you know, we don't have any young kids in our group. But we were thinking, like, if we were either with kids or we were we were the kids, we're like, would we be, like, how would we feel about all this? It's like it's a lot. It's not it's dark, and there are kind of like scary looking figures on the screen. Yeah, this says um, a few of the film scenes may have been recreated with Legos and an old iPhone too, but I'm not willing to confirm or deny this claim. <laughs> <laughs> this says sometimes the simplicity of the special effects makes you want to try them for yourself. I mean, that is true. Yeah. You could see the strings um, holding some things up in some of the scenes. Okay, and I see a picture of like the speaker box where it's like on a pole and there's multiple ones on it. Yes. But yeah, no the dial. cars are close. Yeah. The cars are really close. They sure are. You could really just like look over and talk to the people in the car next to you. But I mean, that's how it was. I mean, in their defense, like that's how it was, right? Like everybody's cars were parked that close together. Oh, I agree. We actually still have one here in the upstate in South mm. Carolina. There's like a drive-in theater. Hmm. But I think it's more now like you can just tune into a specific radio station, radio station yeah, yeah. and hear it, but it's still like the setup is the same. Mm. But the old like speaker box things are still there. Just so you can close your um, windows and fog them up. Yeah, um, that's I do want to talk about the food up. a little bit because, you know, you're here to eat. Yeah. So um, we all happen to get burgers in our car. I don't know about our hitchhikers, but the four people, the three other people I knew, um, we all got burgers. <laughs> we did get the fried pickles to start out, which were good. My American yeah. burger was good. The steak fries, they were pretty good. They were like just, yeah. once they weren't hot anymore, they're like, they were okay. Were um, they like the big, like flat steak fries? No, they're just, so they're the same steak fries that you also get at uh, the commissary next door. So they're like, they're not full, like I'm going to say Red Robin style steak fries. Yeah. But uh, they were much thicker than your normal traditional like Disney okay. park fry. So you can actually taste the cool. potato, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and their ranch dressing was just okay. It's not Flo's. Mm, Nothing, can, I guess yeah. so far it's tough to beat the Flo's V8 cafe yeah. over in uh, California Adventure. Um, well, we just can't all be Flo's then. Uh, <laughs> well, that's kidding. true. <laughs> And uh, I will say, so overall, how would I describe my experience? It's unique. It is truly a unique experience. I mean, there really is a lot of theming. If you're going there, take a look around you because there's just there's a lot to look at as you're being ushered to your table. I mean, I feel like I've heard like the food's nothing to write home about. It's more about the experience. Yes. I mean, honestly, I really did like my burger. Like I would if I were going back there again because I was with someone who really wanted to go like, oh, cool. I'll get the burger because I actually really liked it. Yeah. Um, for four of us. um after uh you know a minor dining discount um with tax and tip it came to 115 dollars for our four burgers and fried pickles and one soda i think okay. i think we only got one soda wow. among the four of us so you know for disney dining that's probably about average the burgers were 23 dollars yeah. a piece i will say though at it? the at the top of the receipt they stamped a uh, parking violation at the top and that was oh. like our fine we had to pay was the bill which that's was a cute. nice nice touch yeah. What um what would you give it out of ten? Like what's your score out of ten for that? Ooh. Ooh. I I think I'm alone in my group because I thought the stuff was so weird that I'm just laughing the whole time. <laughs> so I'm probably closer to like a seven or an eight. I think okay. Nicole is probably closer to a four or a five. And I think my sister and mom are probably closer to that as well. I, I would not I truly I would not recommend with kids who maybe are easily scared or don't like the dark or mm. who generally maybe um don't prefer kind of monster looking things on on a screen right it's not 
It's not somewhere you can go. Also, it was very quiet in there because everyone's trying to listen to the audio. So not yeah. a lot of people were talking. So anytime someone sneezed or coughed or cried, you heard everything because it wasn't like a loud um, ambient restaurant, right? Like you couldn't just hear like random like, noise. I do feel like that would be a tough one with kids because there's only so many that can fit in like one seat. Yes. So I feel like that would be kind of tough with kids. I, uh, with kids. I did see a picture of the um, table you were talking about with the four where like they're facing each other. Yes. And then the front of the car is like, you know, facing the screen yes. and then the back of the car. So I do see that, um, which I would like prefer that. I would like prefer a table that way where you can like actually talk to the people. Yep. But anyways, I still want to go there just for the experience at least I once. I think you should. Um, yeah. It's a trip. I think I would be more like you because we're so much alike. I would just be like, what is this? And be laughing at it the whole yes. time. Um, but I definitely want to go for the experience. It's on my list. Um to go there so glad y'all did that yeah you're the one visiting but the things are happening to you that's why i like yeah. it there. like you are truly yeah. at the mercy of this place and i think that's what's yeah. funny to me <laughs> um we went over to backlot express i um i was a little off the food journey in case you haven't mentioned or in mm -hmm. case you haven't noticed me mentioning all these food items but i did get the red velvet whoopie pie i think you've gotten this in the past but they've dug they've... got it and was like that's trash <laughs> They've, re so, they've tinkered with it a little bit because oh, Pete okay. reached out to me at Neverland Local because this is, as he described it, it's his peanut butter product. This is his dessert. Oh, so okay. um, they have changed a, a portion of it. So it's the same red velvet cake. This time it's candy cane buttercream. See, um, he doesn't like the buttercream. It's the ooh. buttercream of it because we, his favorite is the um, carrot cake with the cream cheese. Yes. Okay. Like icing in the middle. And this is buttercream. And we were like, he's like, ew, hell no. He does not like buttercream. So. Okay. I love buttercream. And I tried it too and was like, see, and I tried it too and was like, nah, dude, I would rather have the cream cheese with the carrot cake. So we I also- thought it was going to be cream cheese because it was red velvet. Yeah, it's but not. But then when we tasted the buttercream, we were like, no. So No. Um. So I got but, it, right? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, here I am talking about it. So I read the description and it said, I was reading it loud to everyone in the group to see if anyone wanted it. It was red velvet cake, candy cane buttercream. That's where everyone else got lost except for me. I was like, oh, tell me more about candy <laughs> candy cane buttercream. And holiday sprinkles like around the edge. Yeah. So um, it's also got like a little bit of confectioner sugar like on top, like, and, like a dusting of okay. snow on top. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea how big it was. It's like gigantic oh, yeah. for the price. It's huge. Um, yeah. It was good. So I will say with most things that are like this, usually the, the cake could have been a little more moist for me. That's a that's a pretty common thing. But I loved the candy cane frosting. But I also like minty things. Like I tend to okay. like desserts that have a mint flavor yeah. to them. I feel like I just brushed my teeth and I don't feel like it's uh, a bad thing. Um, but I'm sorry to, to say, Pete, that it's I know you're bummed that it's not the dessert you once knew. I'm very oh, well, yeah. very well aware of that feeling with the actual peanut butter pie at the mm -hmm. contemporary. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but I did you like it can overall. Commiserate together about that. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's move over to Epcot. Do you know what Epcot stands for? Uh, every person comes out trashed. Okay, so <laughs> um, I heard that once. Oh, no. Okay, uh, we were there like a few minutes after park opened for Epcot. So uh, this was a regular weekday. You know, this was a Saturday, a Saturday of a holiday weekend. And uh, park opened at 8.30 for early entry and 9 a.m. for regular entry. And if you don't remember, early entry is for all Disney Resort guests. If you're staying at a Disney Resort, owned and operated resort, or a good neighbor resort. Okay. So we were 37 minutes after early entry and 7 minutes after general opening. The first thing we did was walk right over to the Journey of Water. My sister is a big Moana fan, loves um, specific characters in there, including Pua. 
So we had to do it. They hadn't done it before. There was absolutely no line. We literally walked right in. Oh, I know over the past couple of months there, for a little while, they were doing a virtual queue to like kind of manage the, the yeah. crowd. Not currently operating with a uh, virtual queue of any kind. We were able to just walk right in, which was great. And additionally, it wasn't super crowded on the inside. It's one of those attractions where it's, it's a free-for-all. Essentially, you walk around. It's self-guided. Yeah. Um, there's no real queue in there. You kind of walk around, go any direction you want. That said, it wasn't like we had to wait behind a crowd of people to do the interactive elements. Like we were just walking up to everything and doing it. Yeah. So if it is something that's new to you, would recommend going right up Park Open. Um, it was a fun time. It was also my first time going during the daylight. So now mm. I can confirm that it is both uh, beautiful both at night and during the day. Um, we were there in the morning. So I guess I haven't gone at like the two o'clock heat of the day, sun up in the middle of the sky. We were going, I've been at sun, yeah. you know, early sun and late sun, not middle of the day sun. But um it, it was really good. And I will say, don't be afraid to ask a cast member if you're not sure where some of the hidden Moana characters are. I forgot where some of them were. So mm-hmm. I had to ask. I was like, could you tell me where to find Maui? And then just Maui's hook. Because I know there's two separate. There's yeah. full Maui with hook. And then Did separate. Did you do the fish this time that I told you about last time? I don't remember. So probably I not. I told you about the, um, the fish that's only in the digital short. Like no. Thing. I guess okay, I have to You need to, to write back. that down for next time. Okay, I'm going to make a mental note. It's like in a it's in one of the like water fountain element things, but you're like okay. what is this little fish here for? And it's from the short. Okay. I learned that from the mouselets. Got to take a look. Um, but there's a bunch of characters uh, hidden in the rock work, so feel free to ask a ca- there's a bunch of cast members, you know, scattered throughout. Just ask yeah. them what's around here that I that I might want to look at, and I'm sure they'll give you a hint and point you in the right direction. Um, and it makes you feel like you're like you have a personal tour, like you're one of those yes. rich people. <laughs> yeah, right. Personal tour on a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we went over to the Land Pavilion, and we did all three attractions there, back to back to back. We started with the Awesome Planet show. My sister had never seen it. And um, after that, we did Living with the Land, which is officially its glimmering greenhouses overlay, which is uh, a couple of – that means a couple of things. It's a seasonal thing, so they have a lot of extra decorations throughout – mostly in the greenhouses uh, area, mm-hmm. the greenhouse area, but a lot of Christmas stuff. So the big Mickey ornament topiary with like the reindeer antlers and the nose on it. Um, yeah. They have a, a coffee tree display. And we did a nice little shout out to Matt over at the Disney coffee blog because, you know, coffee is his jam. And yes. I wanted to make sure he saw that. Um, yeah. They also have a few big illuminated, uh, the classic land pavilion logos throughout, which oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure out how to get from my house because my Just yard could use them. Land. <laughs> Listen to the land, listen to the land. If you ever get one, I'll um, record that for you for your little thing. So it's so, be like a button where you hit it and it sings. And then it plays. Well, it'll be motion activated when people walk by and start singing, <laughs> listen to the land. Um, and then Bitchlandia will never be able to come to your house. No. <laughs> she would not like that. Um, there were uh, all kinds of like wrapped presents around. Some of them that had really cool, in my mind, really cool spaceship earth wrapping paper, which I need to know how to get my hands on oh. that. There was um, one scene that had a, a pillow with the old school land logo on the pillow. I need that as well. There just yeah. was a bunch, like a bunch of like, fun stuff. They're just to like look pulling at. stuff out of storage. Like, oh, this looks cool. Let's put this somewhere. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> right. And this land is, themed, land pavilion themed. Like, we're just, you know. It's cool. I mean, this is luckily, it seems like it's been growing a little bit year after year. Some of these things I mentioned are in previous years, but I feel like each year they've either rearranged it to make it look bigger or they've added some new items. Um, yeah. I always love the chemist tree. At least that's what I call it. It's the tree mm. of like the little like Bunsen burner glasses. What am I trying to say? Those clear like thing, like test tubes and stuff. Beakers? Um, 
uh, beakers. That might be the word. Um, mm-hmm. It's got like, a bunch of different liquids in it. So it's the chemist mm-hmm. tree. See what's happening there? But it's shaped in the in the shape see of what, a tree. See what I did there? Uh, I think it's really cool. And um, I mean, we love living with the land anyway, but it was nice to go when there's some other like new things to look yeah. at. It reinvigorates. Are, is it the same like music in the end or did they do like Christmas music? You know, all the, all the sounds are the same. Okay. Which is nice. And how was your house? Did house you is still looking good. Of course, while we're there, we always go, go by. We were checking on our crops. You know, it's kind of uh, it's the end of the season here. We're making sure everything's good before some things kind of die off. Uh, Reba's doing good out there on the porch. Oh, good. If if you know, you know. That's an, exactly. Um, it's good stuff. Um, let's back up though. What yes. did your sister think of the Moana thing? You didn't. Tell oh, us, she like, loved what it. Was, what was um, her like overall impression? Of all the things that she did this trip, she has said so far that's been her favorite. Okay, um, good. She is 30 years old and was still like a kid in the sense that, um, you know, she was excited to play with the interactive stuff. And I, yeah. you know, I try not to say too much about it because I want, I think it's fun to experience it yeah. as it's designed. I like, kind of like play with it and see what it does as opposed to be like, do this exact thing and it'll do that kind of thing. So yeah, I just was kind of urging her to do some of the stuff and we pointed you're out like, some of the it, things. Touch and, the water. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, ooh, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And see, it is heated, it. by the way. The water is warm because it's been a little cold in the morning. So they're yeah. able to heat the water a little bit. So you're not putting your hand in cold water, which is great. Well, I'm sad. Did she ever get to see it at nighttime? Because I'm sad she didn't get to see it at night then. No, um, and I don't know. They're going to Epcot tomorrow, but I think their okay. flight, um, I think it'll be, I don't know mm, that it'll be dark yeah. by the time they have to leave to catch their flight out. Because I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to see it at um, nighttime too. Anyway, so okay, yeah, she sorry. had a great time. To... She would recommend it gets her it gets the uh, stamp of approval. So if Good. nothing else, just walk up and say, uh, Greg's sister told me. Doesn't even matter what her name is. <laughs> Greg's sister told me to They're try like, this. They're like who? Out. You're like yeah. Greg. If you don't know who Greg is, <laughs> you need and to get you're on board. Out. Greg's sister gave it the stamp of approval. <laughs> she gave it five hooks, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, and that's why we call her stuff, the it. hooker. So uh, we'll round out our our <laughs> land pavilion. And talk about soaring over California. So, yeah. um, as you know, it's temporarily, although it's been two months, it's temporarily back as soaring over California. But mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you just have a moment, everyone, some some mental space to take in some information. Because I would love okay. to do a brief, deeper yeah. dive into this attraction. Because since we've done our actual deep dive on this attraction moons ago at this point, years ago, I think. Here are some things that um, either I just learned or I forgot that I knew. So, um, Do you have an one, update on the ghosts? Are there more ghosts? There are not <laughs> more ghosts that I'm <laughs> okay. aware of. Sally, okay. I believe. Um, I was I was telling my sister that. We were, Sally. Like, you know, this is the concourse that's, that's haunted. She was like, what? I said, well, if this is what, this is the deal. There were a couple of phone calls. No one was there, yeah. but then there was someone there, and they were looking for their, <laughs> for their mom. She's like, don't tell me that. I was like, well, it's too late. And this is the ghost of Concourse C. Okay. So um, at the beginning of the queue, as you're walking, like you just walk in underneath the awning that tells you the wait time and stuff. um, As you're walking in there, that is the, what used to be the audience space of Kitchen Cabaret and Food Rocks. So you may remember that those were the two attractions um, mm-hmm. That housed that space before te- before Test Track, before Soren. So it was most recently Food Rocks. Then before that, it was Kitchen Cabaret. And listen, if and if you've never watched videos on Food Rocks, do yourself a favor and go find videos of them because it's amazing. Great, everything yeah. about it is great. I, I so wish great. I Anyways, wish there was a way know, to why, watch. Like, why watch did they get rid of it? Anyways, yeah. I mean, I get it, but maybe bring it back. Find a way to bring it back. Okay, yeah. so um, the stage is still intact. You can't see it because there's a wall put up there. But as yeah. you're walking in the queue, especially on the the lightning lane side, that wall right there on the other side of that wall is the stage. <gasps> the animatronics have been removed. You can't see anything, but the stage is you still there. You know those animatronics are like in storage. 
I mean, they could just do a show while you're in line. Like, drop that wall, you know? Like, make the wall drop just go into the wall. floor. Yeah. Drop that wall. And then, like, a show shows up, and you're but you're still waiting in line. Oh, my gosh. I would die. Make it work. That's I don't think we're asking too much. Um, and I will say <laughs> this. Okay, everyone. The door is locked, so don't go trying. Yeah. But just FYI, if you've been in the women's room that's nearby, so, like, as you exit Sauron and mm-hmm. make a right, there's that hallway with the little bathrooms. Um, not little. They're actually kind of big. Um, yeah. With the bathrooms, there's a door in there that you can't do anything with. But if you if you can, you know, let's say you're working there and you have a key <laughs> and you open up that door, that door leads to the stage of Food Rocks oh. slash Kitchen Cabaret. So you're so close. You're just on the other side of a door when you're in that yeah. restroom, but you can't open it. Sorry. And those restrooms are disgusting, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Don't know. go to those restrooms Oops. unless you absolutely have um, to. As you're Stink. entering the queue, there is a destination board, kind of like you'd see at an airport that will let you know where yeah. that flight's going kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was originally there with the option to change it because they thought they'd be updating the locations that you soar to more frequently. Uh, as you know, over the 20 years it's been, yeah. um, it was just soaring over California until I want to say 2016 when they changed it to soaring over the world. Or mm-hmm. soaring around the world. And then now, obviously, it's back to California. But it, that means it's only done two changes. So that board hasn't really yeah. gotten a lot of use. Um, nope. I'm sure we talked about this in our uh, deep dive. But a reminder that the queue itself, as if you notice, like it kind of changes its theming along the way. Um, the queue for Soren is modeled after several popular airports. The very first one, as you're entering, is the Charles Duval Airport in Paris, France. Ugh, followed by the worst one. I'm sorry, that is the worst airport. <laughs> followed by the Tokyo International Airport. Kind of look around while you're there, waiting in yeah. line, and see if you can like Google Never it. Put that together, though. That's cool. It is. They had to modify it a little bit because the Tokyo International Airport is known for this one room that has a lot of windows in it. But they couldn't do all windows in this because it essentially would have created a greenhouse effect where it would have made everyone pretty steamy yeah. in the hallway. So they put up a wall instead. But overall, mm. it was themed that way. Um, before the current interactive games that work through the the Disney Play app or whatever it's called, before that, there were these nature murals that were also interactive. It wasn't a game, but like you could raise your hand and like things would move, like that kind of thing. Mm, they okay. wound up obviously replacing it with the much more technologically advanced version of this gaming system. But that old mural plus interactivity technology was enhanced and plus upped, as they say, and brought over to the queue at Peter Pan's flight in magic kingdom so you know like you, you enter the darling's yeah. house and there's that scene where you can like play with the butterflies and stuff or ring the mm-hmm. bell as if you're like you see yeah. your shadow and stuff move that started out it got its pilot version gotcha. over at uh oh see what did there a pilot version over at soren um, oh my goodness <laughs> um maybe you've seen the imagineering story where they talk about that dude the Imagineer who was tasked with creating this or wound up creating this because he really wanted to have an, avi- an aviation section in a park where he wound up using an erector set. So if you want the full story, go watch the imagine the Imagineering story. But um, knowing that when you are in the part of the attraction where it starts to kind of get a little bit more narrow and you're starting to approach that hallway that has like the big neon Soren sign and it's got like the mm-hmm. neon lights on the way. You'll notice that the lampposts along the way as you approach that are erector set pieces. Mm-hmm. And that was a nod to the Imagineer who created the original model for Soren. I absolutely gotcha. not, never noticed that yeah. until it was pointed out to me. Um, here's a fun fact about Soren. Did you know there are no switchbacks on the line? So you're yes. always just moving forward. In, in other yeah. rides, you know, you're like winding in and out and doubling yeah. back on each other. But similar to walking to your terminal in an airport, which doesn't have switchbacks, security line not included, 
Um, There aren't. You're just just always moving forward, which means as you enter this attraction, it's quite a walk to your uh, terminal, if you will, your concourse. From the beginning of the queue to concourse C, which is the newest of Mm -hmm. the three concourses, is a quarter mile. So you're you're walking quite a bit. That's just in the queue, yeah. right? Now that I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, you are. It's a lot. Like you're so walking through an airport. When you're walking in the queue, you get to the what's called what cast members call merge, but essentially that's where your your line has like a reverse merge situation where um, you're then split out into the three concourses. concourses. Um, a and B are to the left, and then C is forward because C was added on there originally. There was just A or B, so it's actually out of order. It's concourse A, mm-hmm. C, and then B. A, when you get to it, when you're actually in like the waiting area or in the theater, you're behind the Imagination Pavilion. And in parts of it, you're past the Imagination Pavilion. So you're walking quite a bit. Think about that. If you're in the land and you're looking to see where the Imagination Pavilion is, it's far away when you're Mm -hmm. standing out there. That's how Mm -hmm. big that building is um, for Soren because it's just just a lot of cues. If you feel like you're walking a lot, you are. You're actually walking quite a bit. Especially in Epcot. Um, as you're approaching that big Soren neon sign I was mentioning um, a, a moment ago, there are uh, these structures above you that are set to look like clouds. You've probably noticed it. It's going to have like mm-hmm. that rolling yeah. theme to it. What I've never noticed is that the clouds change. So if, if you're there for long enough, if you're there for like more than a couple of minutes because you're waiting to get um, to your concourse assignment, the clouds change. So like the parts oh. that are dark become light and vice versa. And it shifts like the daylight in the area. And it's supposed to, to make, it, look like make it seem like, yes, how the heck oh. have I never noticed that? To me, that's like, I just feel like that's, that's one because so it's like one of those cues that, I mean, we've talked about this. Like when we rated ride cues, we were mm-hmm. like, boring. There's just so much <laughs> stuff that we don't know about because we're like, Meh. but maybe this will <laughs> make it more look fun. around. Yeah. I guess you got to like really look around. Yeah. Um, they call that the Skyway, by the way. They have a lot of words that are, you know, parallel to airports that they use to describe mm-hmm. parts of their queue, which makes a lot of sense. Um, this area is also where they start introducing metal into the theming. So you'll notice okay. all of a sudden, like half of the wall is metal. You've gone the whole time without metal and then boom. Oh, right. They did this right, right. as a way to gradually introduce the idea of metal. So it's less jarring when you walk into the theater, which would otherwise feel very industrial. Because it goes from airport terminal terminal yeah. to just metal all around metal. you. Metal, yeah. Um, additionally, in that in that same vein, they also are playing with the space you're in too. So there are parts that feel a little narrow toward the beginning, but as you go in through the queue, the ceiling gets higher and higher. So that by the time you're in the theater, mm-hmm. it's the same type of thing. You don't feel like you're all of a sudden in this big giant yeah. room. They thought it would be scarier for little kids, um, so they wanted to make it like yeah. get gradually feel gradually larger as you get closer to it. I was like, bad, definitely. Yeah, notice that. And then here are just a couple of things that I never knew about this attraction as we go on a what I said was a brief deep dive, but I think we're like 10 minutes in. Um, As you're sitting in your gliders getting ready to take off, there's a bunch of blinking lights and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the lights that are blue on the ground, those will start to light up when your section is ready. But when Mm -hmm. all three sections are cleared for takeoff, in front of you, there's like a fence and there's a couple of lights towards the top of the handrail, I guess, but it's a fence. some of the lights turn from blue to green, like you might see on a runway when things are yeah. cleared for takeoff and stuff. Never noticed that until someone mm. pointed it out to me. So when you see the light turn green, you know you're about to take off. Mm-hmm. That's one way you know. Um, the screen has holes in it. So that big giant curved screen you're looking at the movie being projected on, how do I know it has holes? Well, I've touched it. I've gotten so close to yeah. be able to touch it. I've actually been able to watch the show from the other side of the screen, which, by the way, yeah. houses a ton of speakers. 
Um, I don't I don't necessarily know why there are holes in the screen. We thought maybe it has something to do with the sound because a lot of the sound travels through the screen at you. I think that's standard because like um, at our church, we like I sit behind the stage a lot when we when we sing, um, like if Doug and I are doing worship or whatever, we sit behind the screen. Mm. It's an old movie theater and that like that's like the original movie screen and it has holes. I think that's okay. just like a standard. Are there and you're thing. singing from behind it. So probably your sound can maybe like go through the screen and all a little no bit? we're not singing from behind the screen i'm just saying oh. when we're done we go oh, and sit behind saying. the screen so i've like been really you know like i can go face to face with the screen and see right because you if you move enough you can see through it yeah yeah but um yeah it has holes in it so i was like maybe oh. that's just i think it's just a standard whatever i don't know interesting because it's almost like a plastic material it's not like yeah it was this felt material. more metal than anything else but okay, yeah, yeah like it was hard yeah. right it's not malleable yeah. it's not like if a wind blows it's gonna start Correct. moving like, no that's that's the shape that it is yeah yeah Interesting. And my last piece of soren over california i put it up as a trivia question in our story but yes the gentleman hitting the golf ball in that golf scene is former ceo michael eisner um and dun, not dun, bob dun. parker or tom hanks or bob <laughs> Iger, who um although bob Iger was a cast member at the time he was not ceo at the time Mm-hmm. that the video was created. Um, I do want to take us around the world for a moment just to at least shout out a couple of things that I would absolutely recommend year-round. I yeah. can't believe this is my first time, my very first time ever trying the caramel popcorn from Germany. What? Mm-hmm. How have I been sleeping on this? I don't understand. My mom gets it all the time. I never wanted it. Mm. You, we got it from like behind the counter where it's like in the fresh bag, so it's like almost yeah. still warm. Holy oh, moly. Good. It was so, so good. good. Who knew you put sugar on top of popcorn, basically, oh, yeah. and it's delicious. For sure. Oh, my gosh. Especially also, when it's uh, nice and fresh like that. Mm. It was so good. Um, and your, the merchandise discounts apply the way that they do in the confectionery. So just FYI, that works nice. there because it's considered a merchandise location. So fun fact. Um, as far as more seasonal things go, I did get the turkey poutine fries, delicious sweet potato oh, fries. Oh, yeah, I was wondering what that was. I was like, that looks good. Ooh, I wonder what that yeah, is. Yeah, this was in the Canada area, obviously, because it's mm. the poutine. Sweet potato fries, turkey, cranberry, fried onion, straws, and gravy. Absolutely mm. would recommend and get again. My sister got the mint macaroons from the uh, patisserie back in the back of France. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Again, I like minty things, so yeah. I would get those. I had, I had a little piece of that. The... Um, Spaceship Earth cookie from the Odyssey. Basically, it's like the holiday dessert section. It's my third year in a row getting it, just as good as it was the previous two years. And what's fun about that space is, I feel like this is the recurring theme for that space. They're doing a really good job of theming it. So there's music playing the whole time. There's a bunch of like um, decorations on the wall. They've got projections making it look like it's snow on the certain scenes on the wall. Plus, Santa's coming in, which is nice. Um, in Italy, I got the fried pizza dough uh, balls, basically. I mean, it's carbon sauce, carbs and sauce. How can you go wrong? Um, I think a plus up to it would be if they stuffed it with cheese. If this is Murica, if you could put a little more cheese in it. Yeah. Um, uh, I have a little Remy's Ratatouille adventure update. I hadn't been on it in a while. The last time I was on it, and I'm sure I've talked about this, is that each bench in the mouse that you're in, the rat, has like little dividers in it so that it was three seats in the front and three seats in the back. Well, they took the little dividers out to make it more flexible for your party size so now if you need to put four people in it or only two people it's not as weird because you're basically like stuck into certain dimensions Uh, of the seat so now it's more like every other attraction where it's just a bench you slide in and out you don't have to worry about getting your own designated seat um which is really nice and also a note about this area they've put in a bunch of tables outside so they have the quick service and the table service version of the creperie or creperie Mm -hmm. and um although there are some 
there are depending on how good it is for you i guess um there have always been benches in the area but they put a bunch of like bistro style tables out there to have even more places to eat which is really great Um, like you're at a you know like a french restaurant yeah it is nice and it overlooks the part of the The back of the park where um it's the waterway that leads you to crescent lake so that's like the waterway that leads you to the beach club boardwalk yacht club area and you overlook the skyliner above you like it's actually kind of a nice peaceful Um, thing scene to look at uh, moving over to test track for a moment as we start to wrap up epcot here have you ever seen the photo opportunity at the end of test track it's called photo finish so there's no. in the area where you can like you used to be able to sit in the cars all the doors were locked for the cars yeah. i don't know if they, yeah. okay but there's like up against the wall there's basically like a photo pass situation similar to photo pass okay. where you tap your band and you you it pulls up your car that you designed earlier in the attraction mm, and lets you okay. put your car in a scene I chose like like oh. some Italian streets or something, right? Yeah. Like these brick streets or stone streets. And um, and then you get to pose in front of a green screen and it takes the photo. So, and you get three. I'm all alone. My sister and my mom went somewhere else. I'm like, I'm taking this picture, everyone. Yeah. So, um, and then you put in your email address similar to Spaceship Earth and it sends you the picture. Okay, awesome. So I finally got the photo. It's so dark. You can't see anything. You can see me barely. And then the, I'll post them for everyone to see. But and I'm trying to do this like stupid poses. So I would say if you haven't done them, maybe keep it that way. It's a uh, great concept, but just poor execution, unfortunately. Okay. Now I want to see these photos. Mm. I'll post them. And the, my final thought on Epcot is uh, I know that we're busy. Sometimes we have dining reservations or lightning lanes or stuff going on. If you happen to be walking by a performer may I recommend that you just take a moment and stop and watch. We were walking by Italy. We weren't planning on doing anything in Italy other than getting the pizza bites. And um, we just happened to see the juggler come out. And my sister was like, what the heck? Like before he started, he just was like walking around. She's like, what the heck? I'm like, that's not a guest. He's like yeah. part of the thing here, part of the show. So we stop and watch him. And he was hilarious. He, oh, he doesn't talk. He just has a whistle. So he communicates mm-hmm. by blowing a whistle differently. If that even makes sense. And um, at one point, he was juggling a small yellow ball, a ladle, a full-size ladle, and a rubber chicken. If that's not enough to convince you to take a moment (laughs) to watch a street performer, I don't know what will. Um, I did grab a little video of it, and I'm sure I'll post it over some time um, after this episode releases. But overall, just allow allow the entertainment to happen and maybe absorb it if you can. Because we wound up watching it for like 10 minutes, and we were LOL, and we had a great time. And it wasn't a ride, right? Like, it didn't didn't really take up any time it was nice in the shade yeah so it was a fun time they usually have pretty good street performers and now for some disney history as always brought to you in partnership with the mouse slits hopefully you all got some of their fun stuff as part of the uh, either a black friday or a cyber cyber yeah. monday deal oh my stuff gosh, those little card holders i was like yes. oh they came out with a really cute one and then i was like oh there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Yes. Oh, there's another one <laughs> the whole set adorable it's adorable they're so smart good ideas all right what you got all right i'm taking us all the way back to november 29th of 2009 Starting on this day, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground at Walt Disney World began offering sleigh rides for oh. the first time ever. Uh, this is for, like through their secu- uh, secluded 700-acre backwood resort. We talked about this before. It's like a 45-minute, I think, uh, ride. But you can take a little sleigh ride through there. Um, and this didn't start until 2009. Oh, wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. I still haven't done that. Maybe I'll, know, maybe I'll do that this year. You need to do that. 
Maybe try to find it. Do it on a colder day. Ooh, we are cool. going. We're, we'll be there in uh, middle, mid to late December, so we'll see. Just another addition to all the cool things at Fort Wilderness, you know? Yeah. All right, what you got? All right, um, I'll take us back to this week, 10 years ago. So this week in 2013, officially all Walt Disney World Resort park entrances were turnstile free. The last piece of the puzzle was Magic Kingdom. So it was this week, 10 years ago, where the last touchpoint entry system was installed and put to use. So we've been now turnstile free in the parks yeah. for 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years. I think I had like years. forgotten about the turnstiles. Yeah. That's how long it's been. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot we used to have to walk through turnstiles. And it's not like that everywhere else. Those of you that go to Disneyland at all know that it's still a turnstile. Yeah. Still straight up uh, turnstile technology. They'll get there. They'll get there. It's They'll fine. figure it out. Um, I've got a quote, as always, to end our episode. But before we get there, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. We've been getting a couple of nice reviews, and we're really appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. It just helps us become more visible when people are out there searching for Disney podcasts. You can follow along on our Instagram. If I'm out in the park, I'm usually posting about it. Um, we are at That Park Life Podcast. We also have our Where in Walt Disney World. Are we? I did a live one. Instead of posting a photo, it was a video of me somewhere. Mm. Um, and if you missed the answer, it was the contemporary. Most of you that guessed did guess correctly. That's just some of the things we do over on our Instagram. We have our own personal account and other fun projects going on. My personal account is at the Disney Greg. I'm at the real Beth McDonald. If you want to follow along some of Beth's other things, like funny memes to stories or fun products to purchase that don't necessarily have to do with Disney, that might also be some of your favorites at Universal or other pop culture things. Mm-hmm. She is at Simplistic Thrills. I've got another podcast that I do with two friends from work. It has nothing to do with Disney, and it's really just us like LOLing for 30 minutes straight. Um, and we're generally every other week that we release. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. That's all I can say about that. What did we talk about last time? I don't remember. What it, and what is it called, Greg? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's The Quick Escape. So at The Quick Escape. And coming up, I'll be sharing, if you don't remember, it was my uh, uh, engagement story, how I proposed to Nicole, which does have mm-hmm. to do with Disney, but generally we're not yeah. talking about Disney things. Yeah. Our website, thatparklifepodcast.com, will allow you to ask us a question with the Ask Beth and Greg feature. You can also go there and search any of our old podcast topics if you're looking for something specific just type it in and see what pops up and you're able to go back and listen if you'd like ad free versions of this episode our weekly bonus episodes trip planning sessions a monthly subscription box all kinds of other fun perks and benefits we offer all of that through our patreon patreon.com slash that park life podcast oh you'll have a link in this episode description as usual and we also live stream our bonus episodes. If you want to see these faces that were built for audio podcasts, mm-hmm. That's right. um, you can do that in our live stream. We also have our Amazon storefront. It is a way for you to purchase things through Amazon. And these things are things that we recommend. Let's count how many times I can say the word things in this. Things. If you're wondering what things we bring to the parks with us, we've created our lists and you can peruse those and use your own Amazon account. And we do get a little bit of a kickback when you buy these things things okay um i've got a quote for you and it's by this dude you may know him his name is walter elias disney Mm. who once said this thing that i guess is maybe hitting home because i just spent a bunch of time in the parks i'm about to spend a little bit more time in the parks right after this with some fam bam so walt once said 
quote, Life is beautiful. It's about giving. It's about family. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. All right. We'll be here. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a great week.